0: It's these these any deal like any deal with, you know acquiring George Springer trading for Jose Barrios signing Kevin Gossman, these deals any any deal to pull off that is of some significance is exceptionally complex exceptionally competitive and exceptionally difficult to execute and there's so many stakeholders and you know the cases of the players that I'm mentioning that you're having to balance and respect and then doing the best possible job you can just to make
1: your team better
0: fan morning show sports have five night the fan banana spring gunning that was blue jays general manager ross atkins knows how to keep his mouth shut okay he he knows how to play the game he understands how to take instructions and apply them joey otani said no leaks no specifics
2: don't give anybody anything yeah he's like got it again like maybe not what you want in every circumstance but in this very specific one he might be the michael jordan of saying nothing
0: dave roberts he's like i got to be me i got i got I, listen i'm i i ams what i ams right. And that's a guy who's honest to the core. You ask me a direct question, you get a direct answer.
2: Yeah, if Atkins is the Michael Jordan, uh, Dave Roberts is the Michael Jordan, the, like, Czech defenseman who played for the Hurricanes for six minutes.
0: Yeah, it's rough. And we'll see if that ends up factoring in at all, and maybe we'll never know. Here's what it might. My guess is going to be if he doesn't end up in Dodger blue, Dodgers fans are going to certainly believe that what Dave Roberts did yesterday is
2: impactful. Um, How much, how much would Dave, let's say that exact situation plays out. What is the dollar? Like we've talked a lot about Shohei's dollar figure. What is the dollar figure Dave Roberts would give for Shohei publicly taking to a mic and saying it was any factor other than that?
0: Yeah, (laughs) a lot. Um, I, I'm too afraid uh, of being to blame here. Uh, if I if I if I call Shohei Ohtani out here for the way he's gone about this thing, listen, Shohei, I think it's great. Whatever you're doing is great. Keep keep it up, man. Um, talk to me after the decision has been made. Oh, okay. and he's not a Toronto Blue Jay. It's thoughts, what, what I what I think about the way he's gone about this thing. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll give you a, like a little bit of a sneak preview oh. of, my, of what might be my take next week. Is oh, okay. like. Yeah, not dissimilar to what Ken Rosenthal oh, and Buster okay. Olney are writing about. That, yeah, okay. I, I, I think it's a little over and above. And if people haven't seen it, both guys are like, "What are we doing here? This is the winter meeting. Yeah. There's supposed to be movement. There's Agreed. supposed to be discussion about movement, and like everything's just clogged up because nobody can say anything about the thing. The only thing that matters now, Shohei Otani. What are we doing here? Again, their words, not mine. Okay, that's that's Ken Rosenthal,
2: Buster Olney. The hockey insiders would never stand for this. Like, What's What? That? July fifteenth, and you're still not like forget. Right. Yeah. Forget months after. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like it, a day after. You're going. This is disgusting. Yeah, I'm supposed so, to be at the cottage. So yeah, I shouldn't actually
0: lump Buster only and and Ken Rosenthal in, in the same group here because Buster only was more like. And perturbed by the secretive nature of all of this and the, the orders, the marching orders that were given to the specific teams. And Ken Rosenthal is more like, why are we still like this? This has no end date. Like major league baseball had this incredible moment where free agents had to sign before the lockout and mm-hmm. it did spur a lot of action. And maybe you should think about doing that. Agreed. Um, yeah. Well, should they? Yes. Like, Okay. There is no deadline in the National Hockey League. It's just guys well, end up getting I mean. it done right out of the gate, right? Because there's there is a date in which free agency starts, and it's not immediately concluding yep. the the end of the Stanley Cup Final. Like the date that free agents can sign is like on oh, like four days after the end of the World Series. Mm-hmm. They could have signed. Yep. Like anybody, Shohei Opa- I, Ohtani could have signed in at the beginning of November if he wanted. But is, is there? A better way to do this thing.
2: No. The better way to do this, and I, shocker, you're all going to be surprised at the opinion I arrive at, is just do it the way hockey does. There's not a hard and fast rule. It is just culturally understood. We all have places to be. We all have things to do. And in the world of hockey, we all have baseball to watch. It's time to to move on. We have cottages to yeah, get to cottages not is the me. big thing. Like not just so we're clear. No, no, no. Not me. If I'm lucky enough I get to like Airbnb one for a day and a half or whatever. Like I know I need to know exactly, by the way, Ken Rosenthal and Buster
0: Oldney's yeah. plans at the conclusion of the winter meetings. Like, is there like oh, some some off season trip that they're waiting that they for? Have yeah. a t-
2: they're like, No, I need it. But that is i that is the way I think it works best, is not when there is a hard and fast rule, an edict that you must be signed by this time. Because I think free agency should play out organically. I don't want there to be a time crunch on these things. I just wish it was the players put the impetus on themselves or the teams as well, for that matter. Not that the teams are holding up business, but I would like to see a world where I'd like to see a world where just the players themselves took the onus on them. Because, you know, this is a Shohei thing, but we've been doing this for years in terms of the, you know, Machado, his free agency bled into forever and the lockout year was different, oh, but that was the stare, only one. They, st- they stare down spring training yeah. sometimes, um, which I can't stand. It's awful. Imagine that was happening with Otani. Well, or I actually would say I'd have no problem if, again, if the cultural norms of the sport were everybody went away until January. And then Uh. you had your winter meetings in January, and that was effectively the start of free agency. and You had that bleed into, into spring training, and that was kind of a forced start date. I'd have no issue there. But that doesn't make any sense either, because then we'd have three months of humming and hawing, and what are we doing? Are they having secret meetings? Yada yada yada.
0: I kind of like that Otani has become the agent of chaos here. That this offseason. it's it's driving people to, to to the brink of madness and some pretty extreme takes. And I I mean I, I'm I'm here for it. And it ultimately, it's it's we're talking about pro sports and an athlete's decision as to which team he plays for. so it's, it's not it doesn't have the greatest import yeah. uh, in the overall grand scheme of things. Uh, and I'm I'm all for people yelling at each other. I'm all for Jed Hoyer screaming at Bob it's Nightingale uh, on uh, the floor of the winter meetings yesterday. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, give me more.
2: More, more, more. Yes, I agree. All uh, right. But give me Justin Bourne. I I will do that.
0: Uh, he is Bring our, him to me. He's our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Justin Bourne a real kipper and born are you are you sick of the the show discussion
3: born no and i actually hadn't thought of it until hearing you guys just now nothing happened overnight i take it
0: no no
2: no
3: God, oh, man
0: I, yeah no it's 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 uh. it's, it's uh, honestly it's uh, <laughs> I likened it to when I scare my kids like I jump out from b- behind a wall and they get scared and I know that they're going to try and scare me and like my nerves kind of being jangling for, for the rest yeah. of the day. <laughs> it's been like that for like a week and a half. It's like every time I open X or Twitter, or whatever, like every time I refresh the feed, I'm like, is this it? Like, am I going to know? Uh, it's, it's, it's electric stuff, Borny.
3: It is. But you know, I, I just heard you say like, ultimately like where an athlete chooses isn't of like the premium import or whatever, Ben, but like this kind of is, I know this, this is like, you know, the Taylor Swift concerts where everyone's like, it's a concert, who cares? And then it's like, actually it generates like the GDP of Nicaragua for yeah. her to come here, you know, like it's a Dude. massive swing, All right. okay. in, you know?
0: it's crazy i i'll 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 take it one step further i'll make an argument against yeah what i said earlier which is like oh it's sports who cares um that it's more important than like game seven of a world series because that's only one year like this is the next (laughs) decade plus i guess the next decade of the player in the franchise but like as far as goodwill towards the people who are in charge and more specifically the the place that signs our paychecks rogers This is like, maybe like everlasting. We're not going
3: to have paychecks anymore, by the way. They're no, all going to show. He that's collects fine. them all. Which yeah, is
0: fine. That's fine. Uh, all right. I guess we got to talk hockey, even though there hasn't I been guess. Leafs
3: hockey played for a long time. Uh, I know. I feel terrible. You guys have been asking me to come on, and I'm coming on when there's absolutely no news. <laughs>
2: no, this is this is perfect. I've just been dying for somebody to talk hockey with. And then I turn into the start of your guys' show, my favorite show on the station. You guys are like, so want to talk show? Hey, and I'm like, ah! I just need to talk Leafs. Uh, <laughs> all yeah. right. Let's okay. No, but actually, you you know what? You're a sports fan, so I do want to get your take on this. I don't know if you heard right before we were coming on. We were talking about how, just like culturally in the NHL, it's like people got cottages to go to, they got summer plans to deal with, and the longest we'd ever wait is, I don't know, like a week, week and a half, maybe if that. Do you like the aspect of this? Again, like I know you're not as bogged down with it like it would be if this is an NHL free agent, but you're pretty interested in this. Like, do you like the idea of this stretching on and being a conversation topic for, I don't know, Going on two months now, or do you like the the hockey way of it's like okay, going to take us meetings, and
3: we know in six minutes. Well, I have grown up steeped like a bag of tea in in, <laughs> in hockey culture, so I uh, I hate it. You know, like I I you know I think there's one guy who tweeted something like it's like pretentious and just make your decision. I forget he got pilloried for it. Whatever the baseball tweet that was, was, my burner. Oh, I think Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> But, like, in reality, it's like, how do you not know? Mm-hmm. How do you not know? At yeah. some point, it's like, there's only so much information to be gleaned. In the end, it's like, you can't know everything. So, okay. You know, you everyone's talked to you. Pick one. Let's mm-hmm. go here.
0: Yep. I Agreed. don't know. Mm, um, uh, you better hope Shohei didn't just hear that, right? Oh, God. You're not the guy that, like, yeah, they all point to. It's like, Shohei was going to come here. And then he, like, some radio guy was like, the Making Leafs. fun of him? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's rough. <laughs> I'm right.
3: not Dave Roberts. I can't single handedly turf it all <laughs> with one interview. I, I
0: I think that's right, but you never know. All right, here's yeah. what you you've worked alongside Sheldon Keith, right? Like you 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 know the man. You know the way yeah. he operates uh, from your time w- with the Marlies. Um, we talked about it a, a couple of times this season. You know the publicly available stuff that we see, which is the media availabilities pre and post game. That he seems a little more pointed. In his discussion points, certainly around the stars this year, and this is a, a guy who notably walked uh, walked like the most tepid uh, criticism back uh, a season ago uh, when they didn't produce against the Arizona Coyotes, and he did that a little bit when he criticized Marner earlier this season, but not so much with Matthews. And it helped that Matthews had a, a great game um, immediately following that that criticism. I mean, are you seeing a different a different Sheldon Keith? Is this more? closely aligned with who he is naturally and maybe that there yeah. was like a little bit of a tampering down of that 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 sheldon Keefness in the, the previous regime
3: for sure like, so the last few years he has really checked himself a lot like he's a very thoughtful guy but his like his physical aspect of him it it betrays him. You can often tell what he thinks, (laughs) even though he's like maybe not saying what he thinks. And so it, it has looked a lot in the past, like an internal struggle between how he really feels and what he's allowed to say this year. I would say we would be seeing a more aggressive Sheldon Keith. If he thought the team were better, like I don't think he thinks this team is good enough that he can go out there and rip them to shreds. Like, I think you can take some real swings at your team when you believe you have a really good team and you're really in the mix and you're really falling short of expectations. He has at times been critical this season, but I still feel like it's a little watered down. And part of that is like you don't you want your team to believe in itself a little bit. And I don't think he wants to cut the down too much. It's a I know the Leafs record's pretty good, but I, it's as good as it could be if you ask me, considering how they've played over the first month and a half here.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we're all golf fans. It's like this is not the Tiger Woods, uh, I left seven or eight out there. It's like, no, this is the best seventy-one they're humanly yeah. capable of right right now. A lot of long putts, couple of chip-ins. <laughs> it, it does does kinda does kind of feel that way. You know, one other thing I, I wanted to ask you about, and you know, Ben and I were arguing and we figured, well, we can stop. We'll just ask Borney and he can he can settle it, is the human element of what's going on with John Klingberg. The the longer hmm. this goes on, I know how I feel about it. And I go, is is he going to try to come back and play hockey this year? I was told we would get certainty and we haven't got any. And, you know, I'm allowed to feel that way going, oh, what's John Klingberg doing back here? He's gumming up the works. And maybe Brad Trilliving's allowed to feel that way. Maybe even Sheldon Keefe is. What do you think the players on the team feel about that? Like, can John Klingberg, let's say he went and saw a specialist and he said, hey, go sit down until February and you'll be fine. Can he just walk back into that room, walk back into that lineup given the way he played, given the fact that it seemed at least from the outside looking in, like he was going to be gone as part of this thing. How does the kind of team dynamic play into all that?
3: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And if I had to guess, I would say it's performance dependent, as in there are times when players are hurt, but they play through that injury for whatever reasons. And now sometimes it's like in playoffs, they're playing through it for the team. You know, they're a PK guy who's got a, you know, a bone bruise, but they want to be there for the guys and everyone loves that they continue to fight through that or whatever. But then there's guys who are near a performance bonus or during a play, you know, a consecutive game streak or, you know, and these guys are playing through something and you're like, this doesn't feel like it's for us and you're playing kind of bad, you know, (laughs) like I don't know how much we appreciate that. So for Klingberg, it's like, is he, if he were to come back, is it so he could validate that he still got it and he can still play and he deserves another contract, you know, which a lot of people would probably be resentful of if he's not playing well, but if he's genuinely feeling healthy and he's able to contribute in a meaningful way, I think guys would go, okay, you know, well maybe this guy really does want to win or he wants to, you know, whatever he's fighting through it. He's okay. So it is, it's unfortunate that the perception of how people feel about it is probably based on how he played. Uh, were he to return, but yeah, given how he re- played before he left i'm not sure it would go over swimmingly,
0: yeah, well, certainly not with the fan base, uh <laughs> although No, was, very at, true at last we saw him he was he was he was doing his 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 best john john klingberg uh i mean it was the best we saw of him in that uh again back to back game uh against the Vancouver Canucks right well, in the first half of the it.
2: last we saw of him was yucking it up on the front row of uh Bianca I believe the name of the talk show that Willie was at there him and uh, Kelly Jard That's, that's dying of laughter. Yeah, yes. when
0: we saw him on the ice he wasn't uh he wasn't it wasn't a negative. In fact, it was a game in which the Maple Leafs didn't allow a single 5 on 5 goal against. Um speaking of goals, Austin Matthews uh has scored plenty of them. His, his mm-hmm. season has been uh, curious to, to pour over, Borney, and I know a number of days ago you you wrote about, um I mean, this is actually before the, the Saturday game against the Boston Bruins, one of his best of the season, where he scores a couple, including one with five seconds to go to uh, allow the Maple Leafs to escape with a point from it. But yeah, he's just in an overall sense not been the dominant guy, despite the fact that the goal scoring is up from where it was a season ago, where he only scored a paltry 40. But yeah, 6% less time, in the offensive zone than in his 60 goal season. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird season to break down because ultimately he's like scoreboard and like the goals are there and he's on pace for almost yeah. 60 again. But yeah, I don't know. Something's not not quite at the, at the highest level for him.
3: I know. I will say that he's like he's a really challenging guy to analyze. And it's funny because on our show, I forget how long, sometime last week uh, Kipper was like. If you take away his hat tricks, he's whatever, and he carried on. And like, I remember driving, I remember driving home and be like, "Wait, how did I let that go by? And like, no, if no. take away his hat tricks? Like, it's not a thing you do." So, I you don't. Know. I don't think he's
2: rushing to take away the other guy's hat trick that just got scored either.
3: Yeah. No, I don't either. So you know, that, it's like he does. He has these nights where he is clearly a virtuoso. He he is on McDavid's he's the only guy who, you know, kind of has these nights where he's in McDavid's tier in the NHL. He's not the only guy, but one of the few guys who gets into that tier with some consistency. And so, yeah, when you watch him play in the Ozone 38% of the time, where a couple years ago it was, you know, almost 45% of the time, it's like, how come they can't have the puck more? And there are times where, uh, you know, I theorized in the article, is it because they don't have a forechecking type like Hyman or Bunting, or is it because you know, whatever their, their partners are struggling or a, you know, whatever it was. I even said like, I don't know, is he out of shape? And I don't even think that, but just like why is it not like that more consistently and trying to figure that out. And, and that's kind of, I'm stumped. And what's, you can look at it as a great thing or a terrible thing for the Leafs as you head into playoffs is that he can hit these tremendous highs and he could take over the game, but also he might just sleepily not be there for a while. And people know how playoffs have ended, have ended a few times. And so I think that that brings a real concern up.
2: Uh, just quickly, if you took away Alex Ovechkin's uh, career hat-tricks, that'd be 90 less goals for him. Uh, so he would be behind uh, Gordy Howe. And uh, my math ain't so good, but maybe Yarmir Yager as, as, as well there. Just uh, wanted to throw that in. Uh, in terms of Leafs goaltending, you know, Joe Wall, obviously he's going to have a little run here. Part of that is the Samsonov health stuff. Part of that is his play. I wonder if that's not the best thing for Joe Wall, but maybe not the best thing for the Leafs. Because I think for Joe Wall... Him going and not having to and maybe look over his shoulder is, you know, overstating things. I don't know that it's been that way, but just understand him like, hey, this guy's sick. You know, you're going to so long as you keep playing well, you're going to have a chance here. You know, how do you how do you make the idea of him maybe getting thrown a little bit of workload here and then counteracting that with the idea that I think we all think they're, they're still going to need Samsonov. You can't just go away from that guy c- completely. And then, you know, I know next week's schedule kind of answers some of that. But just worry out on the Leafs goalies right now, Borny.
3: Yeah, you know, I think about playoffs, right, where if, you're go- if you've are if got a guy who you think is your better goalie, all of a sudden it's every other night. And so I would hate for Wool to be a part of a tandem where he plays twice a week or something like that, you know, because yeah. he's sharing the net every other night and he never has a run of games where it's like, hey, you're the guy. We need you to stop it a lot, you know, a lot of days in a row. So I think it's really good experience. You know, we went into this year saying – I think he had started 13 games or something like that in the league, and it's like, okay, well, this is good. This is let's have a run where he's the guy and he's playing every other night, and it's going to get busy for the Leafs here coming up. So I do like it, but you're right in that it can't be like that for the season. Like you need Samsonov to get healthy, to take his half of the games or whatever portion of the games you think he deserves, and to show we can still be here. Otherwise, you know they're going to have to figure out something with that spot, and it's. Uh, you know tenuous positions because you know being on a one year deal for Samsonov and knowing how it went uh, last year where he you know wasn't in the net by the time it was over um you know he needs to show that he that the Leafs can trust him by the time they get into playoffs too
0: yeah Dennis Hildeby doesn't factor in this season like pretty clearly but uh, it's hard not to look at what he's done, and yesterday was, I guess, he, he allowed four goals, so he's not like a nine thirty save percentage guy mm-hmm. in the AHL anymore. But he's off to a nine twenty five save percentage. He's also a uh, thousand feet tall. Um, yeah, like it, it all makes sense with Dennis Hill to be like if if Joseph Wall continues to do what he's done so far this season and is under contract for yeah less than a million bucks next year, and you got Dennis Hill to be in the pipeline. Does it not feel like this is a a, a real area of strength? I, maybe I'm doing too much of the Dennis Hildeby thing for a 22-year-old goalie who's, like, showing yeah. Yeah, nine games in the American League, but this is a guy that was on people's radar going into this season, right? This is his first uh, full uh, kick of the can at the American Hockey League level. But it's possible that the Leafs are, uh, like, in a pretty good spot goaltending-wise.
3: You know, it's ironic that Tree living in his second year may achieve the dubious dream. Only spending two million dollars in his goaltenders, yeah. spend it all on forwards. You know, you can have a little bit of freedom if that happens. So that would be absolutely. You would love for Wall to establish himself. You'd love for Hill to be to, to show himself as an NHL goalie. Absolutely. You know, the cap going up five point two million dollars next year is substantial. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it you can see why the lease would go. Boy, if we can get through this year with Samsonov on a one year deal you know, maybe we're in a pretty good spot. So, yeah, you're, you're rooting for Samsonov to get healthy and get back involved. But I, I actually think the Leafs are in a pretty good spot crease-wise right now. I don't know who's good in the NHL anymore for goalies. So, yeah, no. they're as good as anyone, you know, uh, the way things are going right now. And so, just a
2: little quick math update. Uh, he would be behind not only Yager, but Brett Hall as well. Ovechkin would be if he took away <laughs> he all his hat-tricks. hat-tricks okay. Here's good the to thing. Know. If
0: you took away <laughs> Barry Bond's home runs,
2: like, not as good a player, yeah. gotta say. And that, and that is where we started this conversation talking <laughs> about scoreboard that's where wayner still gets the point he's like <laughs> oh, yeah. take away all the goals that's right and yeah. still the best there yeah. you go that's true
3: <laughs> borny thanks on their way home yeah. yeah thanks guys appreciate it have a good one you too
0: uh justin born real kipper and born he was our insider brought to you by Don valley north lexus where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom, visit donvalleynorthlexus.com. Yeah, that's the thing. You can talk about the Leafs being in a cap crunch with mm-hmm. all the top-end talent and yeah. all the money they're paying out to the four forwards, mm-hmm. and it's going to get even more expensive with William Nylander. Yes. I mean, there's a bunch of money coming off the books. The cap is going up, and they're spending no money on goaltending.
2: Okay. Agreed. Like you
0: um, you think they're gonna go out and get like some
2: not uh, this year. No, 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 I just next think off season. No, though. I don't think they're gonna bring in another goalie, but not somebody that's super expensive. No, they can't go out and do that. But I also just think we gotta like even me, I'm super bullish on Joe Wall. We just got to slow down with all of this. Of they have fa- like they've might have found one. They're going to have to go find another. Hilda will mm-hmm. be coming. Great. It's like, I've seen this movie before. Go talk to the Buffalo Sabres about what's happening with Devon Levy. He is like a legit super prospect and can't quite get it going there yet. And I know they got the three goalies. I understand that gums things up. But... So I like, I hear everything you're saying. That is the pipe dream, or maybe it's not even a pipe dream, but it is, it's the, it is the dream plan for this team. It's just that, I don't know. Every single time this team has the dream plan laid out, uh, like a world pandemic hits and the flat, the cap goes flat. So I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch with that one. Okay. You know me.
0: That's fine. Be a negative. But hell, Shohei
2: right? is coming to the Jays. Yeah, there you just, go.
0: Just, I'm going to be Mr. Glassful. Uh, comedian and actor, Sebastian Maniscalco coming to Scotiabank Arena on November 22nd next year as part of his It Ain't Right Tour. We're giving away tickets. To enter, all you have to do is tune into episodes of the Fan Morning Show, listen for the code word, then text that code word to 59590. Today's code word is Maniscalco. Text Maniscalco to 59590 right now to enter for your chance to win. If you don't win with us, make sure to go to ticketmaster.ca to secure your tickets. The Blue Jays trying to secure themselves a Shohei Otani we we'll get the latest, the final day <laughs> of the Major League Baseball winter meetings in Nashville from Ben Nicholson Smith, the at the letters podcast, Sportsnet.ca. Next, as the fan morning show continues, Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jazz Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Morning Joe SportsNet 59 of the Fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, CM. Major League Baseball,
2: not like the National Hockey League, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, in many respects. Yeah. Different seasons, play every day, beliefs never play.
0: It, there's uh salary cap in one sport. You could just burn Not money on one fire. the other. Yeah, yeah. There's a luxury tax in Major yeah. League Baseball, but yeah, if you want to go nuts, in one, if you want to Toro- be Steve
2: Cohen, go ahead. In one, the Toronto team plays in a loaded division. Oh, no, that's both. Yeah, that's that's both. That is true, but yeah, the God, the big off season difference is that
0: there, are, there, there's there's a defined amount of time that generally all the action takes place in. In the National Hockey League and in Major League Baseball, it happens in
2: dribs and drabs, and maybe can we need go to, all the way into February. Really, maybe we need to get more baseball writers to have cottages. Maybe that's the problem. I, I don't know that the that's thing, the direct correlation. I don't think the baseball writers or the hockey
0: writers, for that matter, impact the market.
2: <laughs> I. I I know that's not true for baseball. I I don't know that, like, uh, Fridge or some other guy we think of when we think of Hockey Insiders doesn't hold, like, the cajole. I'm, like, half-joking here, but kind of not. Everybody gets their business done, and they go home. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Uh, Nobody getting much business done at all at the
0: uh, Major League Baseball winter meetings, which wrap up today. There's been a a couple of things, and Alex Verdugo, like we had a Red Sox-Yankees trade (laughs) yesterday. That's not nothing. No, it's true, but it's not everything which I think is about to take place once Shohei Otani signs. Let's talk to our pal Ben Nicholson-Smith, the At The Letters podcast, Sportsnet, sportsnet.ca, at the winter meetings in Nashville.
1: How's it going, Ben? It's going pretty well, guys. Good to be talking with you. And, um, yeah, it's been a weird contrast because for the Blue Jays, <laughs> and I think for Blue Jays fans, like it's been extremely exciting. And yet for every other team or most other teams here, it's been quite a drag. Um, so the Jays are almost in this weird little zone where it's been—they're uh, the center of everything. But for the Pirates or for the Rockies, like nothing has happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Do you think they would confirm whether or not they'd met with Shohei though? I mean, like I'm half joking, <laughs> but not. Like it's not uh, They would. <laughs> that, that Dave Roberts thing yesterday, like Ben. We like I know we want to talk about the Jays and everything there, but that is one of the most bizarre scenes I have seen unfold in. Any sport. I mean, what was your reaction? You know, seeing it all unfold, hearing about it, talking with people there. It was just. It was such a surreal scene to watch it unfold on Twitter.
1: Well, it is because you know I kind of side with Dave Roberts here, and I think okay, he met with otani where It's not a secret anymore. It's not like Dave Roberts went out there on the on the fifth of November and decided to you know, reveal details of the Dodgers' plans. Like, we all know what's happening here. Every fan knows, every executive here knows the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Cubs. Well, maybe not so much the Cubs anymore, but the Angels, the Giants. Those are the finalists for Shohei Otani. So if one of those teams said, we're a finalist for Shohei Otani, they're just saying what everyone else knows, but no one feels that they can say that. And so when Dave Roberts said that, I kind of thought – good for him like he's just stating a basic fact he's saying the show is their priority Um, (laughs) and then he gets in trouble for it so you know we'll see where it leads I definitely don't think that's going to cost the Dodgers in this thing Um, but who knows it was it's it's been a lot of twists and turns so far
0: yeah nobody knows that's the thing right like and if you don't know why why not err on the side of caution uh which the Blue Jays are doing which everybody but Dave Roberts are doing even the Dodgers are doing and Brandon Gomes did it after Dave Roberts uh did the opposite. Right, like yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe Shohei Otani is crazy, and like that is going to to impact his decision making. I'm not uh, not willing to roll the dice, is what everybody else said. It does feel though like, and maybe it's just the hey, you're an insider, so you have the insider's mentality. Maybe it's like the Ken Rosenthal, Buster Posey's or uh, uh, Buster onlys of the world. Um... That are upset that they they can't get any information on the Shohei Ohtani situation. That, that that there's been such little um, indication as to where he's leaning or what he's doing. That it does feel like there's a little bit of a sea change as far as the the way he's being viewed, at least through the media. Like people are are more willing to be critical of the way he's handled himself this post or uh, th- yeah this this off season. Than, than I would have anticipated. This is a guy that's been pretty squeaky clean. Nobody really generally had anything negative to say about him, but we're seeing a little bit of a sea change
1: there. To a small extent, yes. I've seen that for sure. There's frustration here, um, and I think some of that is, is honestly media-driven, which is, which is fine, and you know, media wants to have things to write about. To me, as a member of the media, I, I think there's been tons to write about. I think this is super interesting. I think there are so many angles to this, I think that part of our job is to be creative and to find ways to, you know, write a story without having an agent tell you exactly who's interested. So, although I love it when agents tell me exactly who's interested. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I just think it's, it's time to be creative and there's no lack of intrigue here. I completely respect the fact that Shohei Otani is taking his time to be private here and, and to mull this decision over for himself because it's a huge decision and it's not his obligation. To make sure that i have a good time in nashville like he's got other things to worry about um but i think also it's a little bit of a window into what could or would happen when he signs with his, a, a new yes. team whether that's the blue jays or someone else right because shohei otani with his agency caa will exert a significant amount of control on how he interacts with the media and the public and some people are going to like that and some people are going to hate that
0: yeah, it's all well and good to play the game now before you've got Shohei in right? Like but once you've locked him up to the half a billion dollars and then he's making the half a billion dollars and he's perhaps not producing or the team's not winning, yeah, you're you're rightly going to want answers. I don't know how much how many conversations you've had with Angels beat writers or people that have been around the the Angels for the last half decade like doesn't feel like Shohei is going to wear a- any of that. Like it's it's it does feel like he's 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 almost separated from the team from from that respect. This is not um, I know. I know part of the reporting uh, around Shohei Otani and why he might choose the Blue Jays over some of the other teams is it's like quieter in the city of Toronto. Like as far as the attention around this team, I don't. I don't view that as quiet. How do you How do you envision it potentially going with Shohei uh, in in the media market of Toronto if he becomes a Blue Jay?
1: Well, I think it's super interesting, and I I think you're on the right track there, Ben. Because yeah, I've I've talked to a lot of folks here who covered Shohei Ohtani. Um, you know, both you know with for, for English language publications and also for Japanese publications, of, of which there's a huge media contingent. And Shohei Otani talks like once a week. He hasn't spoken to the media since August. He did not speak to the media after winning the MVP, which that, that was a faux pas. If you, if you win the MVP, that's a, a big award and, and makes sense to, to speak at that point. But, um, you know, I, I do think that it's – it's going to be controlled, and I presume again we're making a lot of assumptions here, but I presume that behind the scenes in these discussions um, there that subject has probably come up, and you know the the question of how much media availability is doable um would could be could be a big one, and I think too, you know there are There are players who can do 100% of the interview requests that come their way, and some of them are gracious enough to do that, and we appreciate that in the media. But Shohei Ohtani, there is no way, because the media demands are so great, there is literally no way, there are not enough hours in the day for him to do all the media. So that means saying no, and that means uh, annoying or bothering people um, who are used to having yes as an answer there. But navigating that is an interesting dynamic for the baseball player who is by far, the most famous and celebrated in the sport
2: yeah it'll certainly be be interesting you know something ben posited to me and you know one ben asked me so i'll ask another what do you think the reaction let's say he signs with the dodgers and i'm looking at the schedule they're here early in the season you know when he was here and when he was quite frankly in every other market uh last year that he went to and throughout the start of his major league career it has been nothing other than applause standing ovations wow you get to see the unicorn what do you think it'll be like? Because I don't think it will be a case of, you know, raucous boos or anything like that, but it'll be a very interesting reception. Like, how do you think he'd be received here as a Dodger? Just say he he ends up there.
1: I actually think he would be booed pretty heavily. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think he would be booed. Um, Do you, hold <laughs> you know, on, like Ben. Let
2: me, let me add one thing to that. Do yeah. you think that the perception of him would depend on what happens? Like, they miss out on Shohei, but they trade for Juan Soto. That feels like a very different reaction to they miss out on Shohei and miss out on Soto. It almost feels like they would be taking out all of the frustration on him, whereas if they're able to land another big fish, I wonder if that kind of mitigates some of it.
1: Yeah, that could that could impact it to an extent. Um it's it's also to me the big thing is how he would communicate it. It's almost like a breakup. Like it, it would be like does he in his introductory press conference or does he through his agency issue any kind of a statement thanking the th- the teams that have expressed interest in him? Because remember he can say whatever he wants. The teams mm-hmm. have to keep their mouth shut, but he can say whatever he wants. So you know if he were to say, let's let's say he goes back to the Angels and he says. You know he issues a statement thanking the Dodgers and the Giants and the Blue Jays in some detail you know in with with apparent sincerity. I think that would mitigate things because then he's acknowledging the interest um but end of the day, I do think he would be booed, and I think that's part of it you know this is this is a guy who's extremely popular for, and rightfully so but this would this is getting the hopes up of not just the Blue Jays fans, but fans in other places. Mm-hmm. And one of the consequences of that is that he's going to be he's going to leave some fan bases very sad and frustrated.
0: Yeah, he is. Um, and for Blue Jays fans, they're hoping that's the Dodgers that he gets booed every time he goes to Dodger Stadium. That'd be that'd that's be right. per- perfectly fine. So, um, Major League Baseball winter meetings are for all of the the major league baseball executives to get together and discuss trades and maybe the agents and the executives to get together and and dis- discuss possibilities everybody's in one place it's also where all the insiders get together and they trade information they they get a, a chance to, to gauge others opinions on on the matter we know like vegas is certainly in, in increased or their opinion as far as the blue jays chances of landing Shohei otani ben you're talking to other people who are Again as in the know as you can be on something that's been so closed door like how is how is your percentage chance uh, belief that the blue Jays land show hey Otani evolved over these three days?
1: yeah and you hear so many questions like you know walking just through the hallways here um you know maybe agents who have no connection to this process will ask me how close they think they are are they are they serious about this run into people with other teams executives who don't work for the blue Jays, who don't work for the Dodgers and they'll they'll ask questions a lot of the time. It's you know, people it's fun, right? You know, if you're you're yeah. not in the industry unless you think this sort of thing is is kind of fun. And I think also, you know, I've heard I've heard a couple of predictions too, including from one uh person on a team that has been involved on Shove Otani who said that, you know, he sees the Blue Jays maybe as the front runner in this. Again, you'll also hear people who say the Dodgers are front runners, so I'm not, you know, that's that's one person's opinion. Um and no one knows. That's, that's the thing. No one knows except for Shohei, a couple lawyers, Nezbolelo, and Ipe, his, his translator. They, they're the ones at the heart of this. But yeah, as far as how I view my, you know, how my prediction might have changed, like going into this thing, honestly, I thought it was like a month ago. I thought it was an extreme long shot. Like I thought it was, you know, 2%, um, really, really unlikely. Then going into the winter meeting, I thought it was maybe 10%. Um, and now I it's, I think it's a lot higher than that. I think the, the blue Jays and Dodgers are ahead of the other teams. I don't think he's going to San Francisco. I don't think he's going back to Anaheim. I don't think he's going to the Cubs. That's through, you know, talking to people here. I think it's Dodgers or blue Jays. And I think the Dodgers are probably ahead by a bit, but I don't think it's a huge advantage. And again, that doesn't guarantee anything. So, you know, (laughs) we don't, we don't know, but I think it's Dodgers and Blue Jays. I really, I just don't see him playing in San Francisco or going back to Anaheim or going to the Cubs. So I think it's those two teams.
0: Yeah.
2: Man, uh, just hearing that, I think a lot of us have, and not nearly as plugged in as you, obviously, but just, you know, seeing everything and just the way it it feels like it's evolved, you know, in terms of the human element of this from the Blue Jays front office perspective. And again, like, I don't want to live in the doom and gloom, but if, you know, the Dodgers have been favorites for a reason, again, let's say it is LA he signs with, like, what do you think it does to the Blue Jays' front office? And again, like, they're all professionals. Just like ball players lose it, you know, just like players will lose a tough game. They got to get up and go play another one the next day. You know, I don't think this is going to throw them into some, you know, position of status where they can't move on for the rest of the, the offseason. But, you know, speaking of the human element, like, what do you think it would do in terms of a kind of gut punch perspective for them to have to pivot to Soto or wherever else it goes? it goes next?
1: Yeah, I think that's well put, Brent. I mean, they're definitely professionals and they could adapt, but of course it would be a gut punch. And, you know, there's, yeah, of course, like they've put a ton of effort into this organization. Like even, you know, reaching out to various players to help with their pitch. I'm pretty sure Yusei Kikuchi was involved in that. Um, you have just all layers of the organization, business, operations. You're going up to ownership. You're involving your your pro scouting. You're involving your Um, analytics people, you're involving your coaching staff. It is a huge organizational push and effort to try to get Shohei Ohtani. And if it comes together, it would be the biggest success story in the history of Toronto Blue Jays' off-field pursuits. I mean, aside from landing the franchise, right? So you land the franchise, that's number one. This would be number two. Then you land the
2: franchise, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you land the franchise. So, you know, it it would be huge. Like, it's way, way bigger than landing George Springer. It's way, way bigger than, you know, I know Dave Winfield and Jack Morris and Dave Stewart. Like, they were part of World Series wins and Paul Molitor. And those were huge free agent acquisitions. But they were add-ons to uh, Hall of Fame add-ons to a really, 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 really good team. And this is just someone who would transform the franchise. So you can't pivot from that to Jamer Candelario and Jock Peterson and, be, and and not lose a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> but you might have to, and the Jays can still win the AL East without Shohei Otani. Sure. It's just that they can't transform the franchise and transform the franchise's direction unless they land him.
0: Okay, what do you remember from the the first wooing of Shohei Otani? because we are kind of in a similar spot. I I don't think it's going to come down to the last dollar here. If you're in it now, you're spending a half a billion dollars. Everybody knows that. Like I I don't think it's going to be, "All right, all right guys, whoever has, you know, the the offer on the table for 700 million, that's where I'm going." I think at this point like it's probably not coming down to the financials. If you're if you're still in it at this point, I think you're you're giving up what Shohei Otani wants financially what can we learn from you know the dodgers being in the running the first time around when when he was posted from japan and losing out to the angels also the angels not being nearly the favorite uh throughout that process and then emerging at the very end is there anything we can glean from the first time around with shohei
1: well yeah there i think a lot of things and um the the Blue Jays, of course, are the one team remaining that wasn't in that group, the, the group of finalists the first time, and now they are a finalist. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that the Angels at that time were probably not regarded as the favorites, um, and Otani did what felt right to him, um, if you're looking for hope as a Blue Jays fan. The Blue Jays would be viewed, of course, as, as an underdog in this. They've been, they haven't been the favorites really at any point in this whole process, and they aren't the favorites right now. But um, there's there's a case where he might just do his own thing. And also at that point in time, you know, I've spoken to people, and this is all speculative, but I've spoken to people who believe that at that point in time, he felt some sort of obligation to be on the West Coast, where the time uh, time change would allow fans in Japan to watch him more easily. And I think now. It's really more just about what makes sense for him as a person, what he likes in a city, what he likes in an organization, what can allow him to train the most and get the most out of, ability, out of his abilities on a winning team. So that could be the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a force. They're incredible. But if anyone's going to disrupt that and get in there, then I think the Blue Jays have a better shot than anyone to to surprise the Dodgers.
0: Mm. Okay, so you start a game at 7 o'clock at night. That's I think that's 9 in the morning in, in Tokyo. I mean, I have no problem. I would, I would love to start my day with a little, you know, Shoei Otani, Major League Baseball. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the time change thing and, and how that might impact the, you know, the fans in, in Japan, but it's a, an interesting thought experiment. Man, we're just, like, grasping at straws here to, to try and, and figure out what's going to happen in the coming days. It's been, uh, it's been thrilling, though. Uh, to this point, uh, Ben, enjoy the conclusion of the winter meetings, buddy. Thanks for this.
1: Yeah, anytime, guys. Have a
0: good one. All right, it's Ben Nicholson-Smith. At the letters. You he- nailed it, by the way. 9 a.m. That's, yeah. that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just, you know, it's a quick Google search
2: there. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I shoot from the hip a little uh, on yeah. that. I'd be like, yeah, 9 a.m. Can be 11. Uh, Who knows? Good, yeah. good job by you, though, having the internet. Again, I'm
0: saving all these negative Shohei Otani thoughts for, like, when he perhaps doesn't
2: sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. But yeah, you're going you're gonna to go to HR and get me fired. you would be like, this guy was positing all these bad things.
0: I will say there's a part of me that's a little curious as to, like, his apparent aversion to historic franchises, right, and bigger markets and again his maybe belief that Toronto is something that it's not or, or you know maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe Toronto is like just a little guy we're just a little guy over here and the Blue Jays and the, and the media <laughs> contingent that follows the, the Blue Jays is not nearly uh, what it is in LA and certainly not New York but like
2: you know what Toronto is they're the like Dak Prescott of big cities it's like they are a big city mm-hmm. but they're not Patrick Mahomes and that's LA I, I guess that's what I think but it's it's curious
0: that this guy, like there was a lot of smoke around the Red Sox at the outset of this yeah. thing,
2: right? Like and immediately, New Balance go and, right away, yeah, but, just immediately uh, ran away from
0: that. He's like, no, nope. thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Like the Yankees have never really been yeah. seriously considered, and there's even there was a report from John Heyman that he's told people that he just can't see himself playing in New York. I, I
2: too, have a multitude of opinions about that that maybe I will wait to share until Shohei Otani picks I'm just picks saying, a team. It's,
0: I, I don't know. And when there's a vacuum of information... You can fill it with whatever you want, I right? Think
2: the, I think the more interesting thing from Ben, quite honestly, was him feeling like he had to be on the West Coast last time and maybe not feeling that way this time because mm-hmm. maybe that would have been a reason why the Jays were just not – like. and again, they kicked tires, of course. Everybody did. But why they weren't really in it last time.
0: But this, the reasons why you might say the Dodgers are in it now or the favorites now are the same reasons why the Dodgers would have been in it then as well. Like yep. The Dodgers were
2: a winning franchise. Well, they had stable worlds, right?
0: ownership. They, they were on picked- the
2: West Coast. Goes. apparently wouldn't give him everything like the angels or I shouldn't say they wouldn't but that was the angels pitch right was that it's like hey whatever yeah, you pitch whatever, you whatever, whatever you want whatever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, sell yeah. popcorn on the days you don't do either whatever you want to do or you don't whatever
0: Yeah, well and also like how long is his memory like hey oh you didn't believe
2: I, in me you didn't think I could do it hey? oh
0: interesting some, oh interesting oh, now you think me, I, I can do it
2: something tells me Shohei Otani's got a memory like those like you'd see these stories of like a tiger like mauling a guy like 12 years after it mm-hmm. messed with them or something. Yeah, I could see Shohei having a bit of that. Well, no?
0: that's it, right? Like the angels said, hey, we, we don't care. Like yeah. we we don't care how it it starts, how it looks. Yeah. Um we got what, you. what, Who what cares? we what we have to do to make it happen. You can hit, you can pitch, you're going to be able to do that here. I mm-hmm. don't care if you're starting every sixth day instead of every fifth day. We don't yep. care if you're clogging up the DH. We don't care if even the rules in place. Remember, the Shohei yeah, rule, right. the Shohei rule was enacted. After Shohei Otani had proven he could do it mm-hmm. where like you get to remain in the game as a hitter after being removed from the game as a pitcher. But at the time it's like, I, yeah, I, 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 we don't care that. Yeah. It, it kind of gums up the works there that even as an American league team, we have to use, like, forego the DH and, <laughs> and here you are, whatever, whatever it takes to get you. We're going to allow that to happen. The Dodgers like, yeah, well, not everything. If like, anyone got to prove that you if can anyone do it.
2: deserves it, it's him, but it is like remarkable that they invented a rule. For him You yeah. don't really talk about that enough I don't know, maybe you do I certainly don't We talk about it every day and I, I, Not on the radio oh, I, I come home and my oh. wife
0: is like oh. Again with the Otani rule it's, I, was like, it's, I just think it's amazing It's
2: actually funny Because my wife is like Yeah, I know Ben likes to talk about baseball a lot on the show I know Yeah, yeah that's All what right. my wife knows Alright, very good Alright, uh Oh, do we get it today? Yay or nay? Uh, no I
0: agree Not until I'm, I'm actually Monday Monday Okay I think we get it All I'll right, hear it Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Fan Morning Show, Ben Ash, Brent Cunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Good morning. morning.